Now let's check in with the commodity market with Chris Robinson, Managing Director of TJM Institutional Services. Hey there, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Happy Halloween. I haven't said that yet uh, on this show. Yeah, happy Halloween. I have the absurd purple tie on for Halloween. There you go. I love it. I love it. Uh, being very festive. So, you know, let's start. There's a lot to talk about with you today. Let's start with the, the move higher that we're seeing in the dollar. We'll talk both shorter term and longer term. So just just in terms of the very short term, what's driving it higher today, Chris? Well, I think that, you know, what happened over the weekend with um, uh, in the Black Sea with uh, Ukraine, you know, actually doing some damage to Russian naval ships. The Russians came back and said, OK, we're not going to let any more grain come out. They had just signed a deal about a month ago that they were going to allow grain to come out of that corridor. So that's in flux. So immediately, I think anytime you have a move like that, you kind of have a fight quality. There's always a worry of, uh, you know, when they're bombing these cities now, what happens if they, you know, uh, have an errant bomb go somewhere it's not supposed to go? So you have that and then you saw the strength of the dollar coming off. That's that. I think that's the biggest thing. So a little bit of a you know run to that quality. Um, also, but longer term, you know, we've been in in 2022 alone, we're up about 18 percent in the dollar. It's been grinding higher. A lot of people have been trying to call the top in the dollar. A lot of people are, you know, concerned that if it continues to go higher, it will negatively impact not only our exports of grain and commodities, but also, you know, anybody in America that's trying to sell something to the rest of the world. So it's a it's a double edged sword and it's been one of those things. And that's typically how commodities, excuse me, how currencies trade. They, it's the, they don't trade, they don't change on a dime. Uh, we have had some pullbacks and you've seen that in the last three months, every time we've broke about a penny and a half, two, two pennies, you'll see people say, that's it, the dollar's over. Um, and then also too, you've got the backdrop of what's happened with the rest of the currencies in Europe, with the British pound being um, you know, under fire earlier. And then obviously the, the, the BOE stepped in and bought bonds to support the sterling, that's an ongoing trade. And you have people daily putting that trade on there, you know, buying or selling the pound against the U.S. dollar. Well, it's certainly been a hot topic this earnings season, Chris. We'll hear from Uber tomorrow. I'm sure that that company will be talking about FX headwinds. So you say a lot of people are questioning where the top is. Where do you think the top is? No, I'm a, I'm an old chart trader from the floor. I mean, you can go back and look. You don't. It's no secret. You can go back there and look and see. You know, a lot of people that thought that when we got to par, you know, to a buck, it was a big deal. Now we've seen 115. Um, I, my, I imagine if it can, does, if we do have a move higher, we'll start jumping towards round numbers: 120, 122, 125. Those old highs. You'll have to go back. You know, years. But you know, currently we're at 20-year highs, so that may be what we we have happen in the dollar as it tries to find its final resting place. Uh, we've seen that a lot of commodities in the past few years, a lot of multi-year highs were had between the lows in 2020 and the highs here in 2022 across the board. You know, from copper to corn to crude oil, they've all won after those old highs. So I'd say that start with the old highs, look at there, uh, you know, for targets if you're a bull. All right, let's shift to oil. You mentioned, obviously, the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. That certainly is impacting the price of oil. We also have these, you know, Shanghai Disney 
closing today because of COVID lockdowns, COVID restrictions. We had uh, a casino in Macau closing. So lockdown still very much a factor. And we have recession risk here in the U.S. and across the globe. So how is all of that playing into your, your forecast for where oil is headed? It's currently down today, but still trading around, what, $86 a barrel? Where does it go from here? Well, we're, we're technically, we're kind of stuck in a wedge, too. There's a lot of resistance at 90. There's support at around 85. Um, you know, you can get lost in the charts. And there's a, you know, old expression, the sea is, you know, the, the bottom of the sea is full of captains who had charts, right? Uh, you know, with their wrecked boats. But we are in a little bit of a trend, uh, a little bit of a, uh, uh, like a uh, funnel. And there's resistance at 90, support at 85. The interesting thing is, every time that the uh, Saudis, uh, there's a dip, they'll say, well, we're going to cut production. So my guess is if we fall through 85 or 80, I would see that come out again. There's that battle going on there to try to keep, you know, they want to see crude oil higher, obviously, um, you know, for their own uh, interests. Uh, but we have been, the nice thing is, if you're concerned about the price of gasoline and everything else, we've been trending lower since we made our highs in this summer. So, you know, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Has the, has the, the, uh, uh, trend change are we going to go back down to 75 one month ago we were ten dollars lower that's a key level i'd look to as well at 75 dollar level we found support there we've had a bounce so i think moving ahead it's going to be a battle between 90 and 75. The only question is light at the end of the tunnel, but is what gets us to 75 a recession, then maybe maybe we don't want it. But, you know, I just want to get, you know, final question, just in terms of you started off by talking about uh, the agricultural market with Russia and Ukraine. And I see those cornfields. I think they are behind you. So anything we should be watching in terms of eggs, you know, I know food prices are still sky high. So any relief in sight there? Well, we did have a bid in wheat. Wheat is the most sensitive to those headlines coming out of Ukraine. Um, I'm not going to go too too far into the woods, but we did get a spike in wheat. But every spike we've had in wheat since this conflict began has been short-lived. So it's it's there's a double-edged sword there as well. It's actually giving U.S. producers uh, it's a gift. Uh, we're we're in the finishing up harvest for corn right now and beans. You know it's the end of October, so it's a gift for our U.S. producers who need to sell bushels. So that's a positive side. The downside is, yes, if you look ahead till next year, we've got higher prices for everything. And it's also higher prices for inputs or for producers and farmers. It's going to cost them more to plant the crop next year. And that's the problem with inflation. It doesn't go away overnight. It takes a while to work through. We have expensive diesel, expensive inputs, expensive fertilizer. And the market is reflecting that if you look ahead to next year's prices. All right, we have to leave it there. Chris Robinson, Managing Director, TJM Institutional Services. Thank you for sharing your currency and commodity expertise and for wearing your festive purple tie. Appreciate it. Thank you.